thing Ivory is famous for. He loves to bring up something and said, but I'm not going to talk about that. We, we we give him heck about it too. It's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be talking. And yeah, like at ThetaCon, uh, I was in uh, sitting in his uh, discussion there, his group, and he started yep. to talk about stuff. And then he, got, he segued into something else and he said, but I'm not going to talk about that. And I started laughing. <laughs> famous. He made, yeah, those are his famous words. Poppin' poppin' and lockin' Magnum scrutinizing Papa Max Podcast Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 36 of the Papa Mags Podcast. Mags, we're up to 243 in days since we've been told we can take our NFTs off the data drop in a few weeks. And guess what? Popper's still locked, so... I think we got to keep this count going. Hopefully, we're getting close. Well, um, yeah, definitely, and kudos to you. But speaking of locked, <laughs> did you happen to take part or see that slugs challenge? Uh, no, the Theta Punks, right? Nope, I'm talking about the slugs. Slugs. The oh yes, 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 I did. Um, I'm a little upset about that. Not gonna lie. Okay, listen. Uh, I, I successfully completed the challenge, and I had no locking issues with the with the challenge NFT that I earned. However, the the actual slug, I believe that's locked up for like three more weeks or something. Well, time out. Me and you know some other really cool heroes on Twitter, um, ours our challenge reward is locked still. It locked for like seventeen yeah. days. <laughs> Is your is your slug both locked of them. too? Yeah, both of They're them. They're both locked. locked. They're both locked. I don't know, I don't know why. And I and I and you said yours didn't lock. No, neither of them are locked. And you know, I I don't understand. So now, is there conditions? Is this only a VIP? And if so, that's not stated fucking anywhere on Theta Drop that no. there is a VIP lock, and that's not a you're not creating. It seems like you're just creating statuses. <laughs> you're giving VIPs additional benefits that you're just making up on the fly. You either are into slugs and you get a badge and you can sell it, or only some people can sell it. That seems like fucking bullshit, to be honest with with you. So I was curious if your intuition on that VIP was accurate, and I did ask that, and somebody else said that they were a VIP and that their NFT challenge token was locked. So. This just well, then, seems like I don't know. Like that's a bigger f up than than because <laughs> I yeah. you know what I would love to sell it for thirty five bucks, thirty eight bucks, but I can't. You know that's what they were going for. Like yeah, in the beginning. Well, that's because um, only a few could be sold. Yeah. Why? Why yeah, is I that? I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think I think the slugs need to provide some answers to that. I don't know that it's the slugs. I'm I'm guessing it's probably data, data drop? drop related. And it seems like they're having a bit of a bit of a difficulty here with challenges lately because now the opposite is true with this current <laughs> Data Punks Unchained challenge. Did you see that one? Yeah, you sent me the screenshot, but please Dude, tell everyone. I mean, well, you know, I, first of all, I see the challenge posted because Doc posts in Discord. So I went on there and I didn't happen to have one that you needed. Uh, so I just, you know, whatever. I, I missed the boat on that one. Right. But then all of a sudden, I'm looking at Marketplace. I'm like, man, the same Unchained is being sold back and forth for a dollar. <laughs> and 
So I go into each of the accounts and each of the accounts minted the challenge token. So it's like they didn't lock this thing at all. So now you got one NFT that must have been sold a dozen times for a dollar, just passing around the whole community and everyone's getting a mint except for me and you. It's like Unless, that high flyer coin. Uh, it's similar to that. Yeah. Similar to similar. It, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, whatever it is, like, it's just, you know, it's watering down the value of it. Right. I mean, if this thing, if, if there was, I don't even know, I feel like the punks that you needed to redeem this thing were kind of rare, but now it's just, you know, if you're going to just be able to pass the same one around, like, I don't know. It's it, another it's, issue. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of the, um, Katy Perry drop, the first one where I got my, and that's back when they had that archaic system where you had a window to buy it right on the drop. Correct. Which, you had a uh, window. So on the Katy Perry drop, I know because yeah. we were texting, I got mine before you. Okay. And it's before it's so back then you could instantly sell it, but it had to be minted in your account. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. I bought mine before yours, and you were worrying about, I think, getting one. Then you got one, and it like yep. imme it basically immediately minted, and you sold it like, <laughs> like a crazy price hey, off listen, the rip. Listen. It seems like a lot of stuff that. going in your favor on, on Theta Drop, <laughs> not mine. And now well, I'm blaming the slugs, and yeah. it's probably Theta Drop's fault. So I would think beast. so, yeah. I mean, so they're... I'm just going to issue an apology to the, yeah. to, um, the Passaways. Yeah, no. I, hey, listen. I, I I don't see how it could be anything but Data Drop's fault. They're in control of these challenges. They, you know, and I don't understand how these issues are still happening either. But here we are. Oh, all right. So anyway, let's talk about some <laughs> pines here. We it, it seemed like it was a pretty quiet week. Not a not a whole lot of movement. A little. There was some activity that we'll get into later. But you know, the, we do have quite a bit of pine. Uh, activity that happened and the one thing i want to hit on that we missed last week was uh red theta coming through with a, a massive floor sweep and really that floor price is now stuck you know it's it's st sticking around 200 now it was down closer to 150 for a while yeah i see when he w was sweeping i saw stuff was getting picked up so i tried to put some stuff on the floor i saw he's paying t fuel he wanted <laughs> them both though so i yeah i threw a couple things on the floor and um it uh he he didn't he didn't bite so <laughs> all right well there's a new floor and you know the other the other kind of major activity that i don't know if anybody else has noticed is we got the the soci uh soci and the jr trade shows going on man <laughs> these guys are doing some work out there they must they it reminds me of when i used to play fantasy football and it was like i was the kind of guy where I got my team. I'm making my moves off the waiver. If people are like looking to trade for me, it's like, you know, I'm not really It's because they want something that I got and I'm not really interested in what they're in, what they're pushing. But right. some of these guys must've been doing like putting like a, hours into these things. It was, it was like a sap trade. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh sap. yeah. 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 Sap and you man, get, yeah. yeah. And you get a, you get a few of those per week and it's like, <laughs> He can't just be looking at mine and like offering these trades to me. This guy oh, must have like a part time job. Everyone and anyone, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I feel like I feel like these two are putting in a part time work on just these trade offers that they're doing too. It's crazy, <laughs> but it's fun to watch. And you know, I'm not I'm not big on trading. I'll trade within projects. Like I, 
I feel comfortable trading within pines, but these guys are trading with pines, passaways, tigons, like, you know, symbiotes and just like kind of in between projects. That's a hard thing to do for me. And I, it, but it's entertaining it's, to watch. The, the Soshi thing and in, in the JR thing as well. Soshi got that. His thing kind of started when he got that custom uh, Fuse Wars, right? The camo, yeah, that he traded to JR. Right. Well, so yeah. it kind of reminds me of like, uh, do you remember the office when they had that uh, garage sale thing in the in the in the warehouse and Dwight started with like almost nothing and then he turned it into a telescope <laughs> by yes. the end of the day. Yeah. And then he wound up trading it to Jim for uh, three magic beans or something like that. So <laughs> also some some of the trades remind me of that. But I, I, I just I can't make heads or tails of it of what's going on. But it it is fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun to watch from the sidelines and. You know, it's also fun to watch Chief from the sidelines. This guy is just nonstop. He had a he had a pretty big week too. Um, I know we had spoken a bit about the mudras last week, and then wouldn't you know it, Chief hears it, and what what do you think happens next? There goes another mudra. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. they're they're moving hot and hot and yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like there's many to be uh, had at these prices anymore. And you know, the mudra wasn't the only thing he did. He he got that nice army helmet with the USA blindfold and he pulled in a gold skull with a stapler, which, you know, there was a little bit of drama on Twitter this week because um, we had brought up with Char last week, you know, what the, uh, the, fa- the least favorite props were. And I mentioned, you know, my least favorite is the turkey leg. And I'm just not like, I don't, I don't mind the stapler, but I don't like the stapler with like a nice pine. Right. You I know, don't know. I don't know who was it. Was it Space Brood? His uh, Bond Bond one with the with the pine, with the stapler with the stapler and those uh, like the hypnotic the crazy glasses. glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. But would so, you prefer that with a different prop? Well, because it, so check hear this out because he has those, those like crazy uh, spiral glasses, the the black and white. Yeah, ones. the hypnot. Yeah. Right. It's like how dangerous. Like. It's like this guy, this pine is dangerous, and he has a stapler. Like, yeah, he's taking no prisoners with a stapler. This guy, I mean, yeah. you don't need. He doesn't even need a weapon, like a like a gun. Yeah, so, no. Listen, I, you're right. Um, the stapler's not terrible, but I, you know, I don't know. It doesn't add like it doesn't add anything to a to a skull, especially for me. And, the thing I don't like about the milkshake, for the most yeah. part, is it does lock a lot of um. It blocks a lot of the uh, yeah. torso because the I don't and the shakers kind of do too. Yeah, if for if, if we're being honest, the the milkshake definitely more so. But I'm not a huge fan of the milkshake. I like milkshakes, but not yeah, a huge for fan. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I just thought it was funny because I bring that up, and I didn't even realize that Chief had just bought that gold skull with the, with the <laughs> stapler, and he's like, "I like this one." <laughs> like, yeah, I bet no, you man, like that it was- too. That one's, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Um, But, you know, wouldn't you rather a knife with that? Like, there's that other gold skull that's got the knife. You you know what one I'm talking about? Yeah, somebody posted it. Yeah, and that one's sick. Like, that one, I love that one. I mean, trust me, I would take that gold one with the stapler, but I just, you know, I don't think the stapler adds much to that gold skull. And the turkey leg, honestly, like, that one char has, the, the skull with the crown, the turkey leg kind of looks okay with that look. He looks like a conquering king that's just like eating his, you know. Uh, but 
yeah I don't, other than that like i have a turkey leg and I, i'm just not a i'm not a huge fan of the turkey leg and i'm surprised all the love the turkey leg was getting when nobody wants to eat turkey on thanksgiving yeah <clears throat> did did you run a poll on that i didn't run a poll well we ran a turkey uh, a thanksgiving like hot takes and the majority were not about think we're not about turkey but hmm. well you know um it's just that's just you complaining but the milkshake and the turkey led somebody to get the the pilgrim that's uh no that was the milkshake and the cookies, cookies. were the right. crampine okay the crampine and then the turkey leg the turkey leg was the pilgrim yeah yes i didn't it. have one back then so what are you gonna do but hey we also had some uh you had a nice little trade there too i saw i saw brody <laughs> all right well so this kind of all started with with a random account that was created a week ago on Sunday. And all of a sudden, this account swipes its credit card for $22,500. It's just sitting on a bunch of cash. It's brand new, just created. And it starts buying things in USD and selling them for less. And it has no T-drop. So, you know, getting stuck with USD. It's like the, it's like the old wild, wild west. And uh, our boy Brody. And me. Well, yeah, and you bought one too, but Brody Brody bought the bottom on him and uh, bought a can, yep. and then he was looking to to swap it. He he asked for what's the best best pine I can get for this, and you offered him a pretty decent uh, fu pine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I definitely wish I had that one still, but um, it was a <laughs> it was a gamble for sure, you know. Yeah, it was a gamble. I mean, you ended up. I I figured between everything me and T News have been pulling, that yeah. something down was bound to come up good. So, um, but yeah, and that was funny because that individual, I think they bought like a can for like thirteen hundred. Yeah, and then, I, and then they posted it for nine or nine fifty, and then I bought it for yeah for cash. So yeah, exactly. They bought three then, actually, and it was eight. They opened one. They opened one. That? Yes, they, they did. Opened one. Yep. This is so wild, right? They bought yep. this these random twelve hundred dollar opened pines too, and like one of them got sold for one hundred and twenty or one hundred and forty in T fuel. It's like, what's yep. going on here? Like, who's who's swiping their card for twenty two thousand five hundred dollars just to take a ninety percent washing to to get some T fuel? See, you know? I mean, the only the only I don't know if you could call them legitimate. The only people I think that would do that is Wells Fargo. <laughs> Sounds like something they would do. But. With your money, not with theirs. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because they opened all the, right. Didn't they open all those accounts in people's yeah. names? Yeah. Yep. Shout out. Not a, yeah, not a proud shout, yeah. No, not a proud sponsor. <laughs> but well, hey, we love you, Wells Fargo. They're, they, I got my, my mortgage with them. So let's relax a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Different department, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that was, that was quite a bit of uh, action there early in the week. Rustum. Hope. Uh, hope everything is okay with you. I don't know what that was about. Right. Um, but we got we got URP. Look like look like he got the taste for pineapples again this week. And so uh, yeah, yeah. Can I just tell you real quick? So yeah, please. Um, so you know I have a samurai sword T fuel pin, right? I do know that. Yes. He's pretty cool. I like him. I like him. He's better than a lot of the other ones. Okay. So like I don't know, maybe like three weeks ago or something, I reached out to him and, and was like. He so he had Pintori that he bought from URP, right? And oh, you're talking about Nico, Nico. I'm sorry, Nico. Yeah. So I 
I'm sorry, I just kind of hijacked it, but we'll just go with this and we'll go back to yours. But so Nico, I, 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 I DM'd him and I was like, hey, any chance like we could trade samurai T fuel pins for samurai T fuel pins? And and uh, and because yours is like his was like eight, eight or nine better ranking than mine. I'm like, yeah. I'll throw I'll throw in whatever I need to 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 like it to make it right. And he was like, nope, not interested in uh, in trading it. So I was like, oh, hmm. OK. Uh, and y- you know, you know, the number one reason why, well, one, it's very cool. Uh, and it has the black theta blindfold, but the main reason why I wanted it was so it would have avoided what happened this week. <laughs> and I could have held it over his head. Oh, <laughs> so you were, you were looking to play some defense, <laughs> right? <laughs> the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that failed. And, uh, Pintori is on his way to South Africa right now. He's already there. Yeah, he he might be there by now. It was a quick trip. Did we going to talk about this other? Well, thing? so he also had a nice little trade as well, where he traded uh, the black theta blindfold right for, and he snatched up a theta pin and, and another pine. So now yep. uh, I believe he already had the SPS pin. So now he's got the Pintori's got the T fuel pin. Traded yeah. for the Theta pin, had the SPS pin, and obviously his altered's got the banana pin. So he's got the four, he's in the four pin league, right? Are you counting that banana pin, quote unquote? I mean, it's an altered. That's it. <laughs> Metadata. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Is, uh, is, does he qualify for the, for the challenge? Well, it didn't, didn't we have, um, this kind of came up, or did it come up during this this week? And there was a, I think URP was clapping back, but, um, and he was saying it counts. And then I said, well, if that counts, then the skull with the T-fuel in the hair counts as something <laughs> completely different. And, uh, you know, James, if you want to give a more definitive answer on that one-of-one one prop, generative prop, you know, you, you know how to reach out to us. <laughs> DMs are and, open. Yeah, and, and catch, just so if you're hearing that, or Mac, just pass that up along, too. Um, and don't put any of your spin on it. Yes, please leave that alone. But I mean, it was an altered. His legitimately though was an altered of one that had that. So yeah, does it not have it? I don't know. And if you can go with that, then you can go with what I'm saying. Is all I'm. Yeah. Saying. No, I mean you know where I stand on this. Yeah, you, you don't stand on it. You stand I away don't. from it. No. Right. No, that get that out of here. It's not four pins. Sorry. So he's three no. pins. That's a three pinner. I, I mean, three hey. pins and a hell of a nice. Yeah, altar. three pins and an altar. We'll take. I take the altar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, your boy Tudiel. He uh, yeah. He, he he had a big week this week. He did. I saw that. He completed the background challenge, and what struck me as as the funniest part is the background that he needed to complete it. Did what? you notice? It was wasn't it the um uh con orange. No, he's got like six of those. He's he's holding oh. all the con orange. He's what he needed it? the oligarch olive. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I saw a message after because I actually gotten a few. Um, and he put a message out looking to trade to get one of those backgrounds, and I, I yep. saw it too late. So yep, exactly. So congratulations to him. One of oh, because that was mine. Good. That was the one I needed to complete mine. Exactly. As well. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Weird. 
Yeah. Um, hey, and we want to, we officially wrapped up the fantasy football that we ran this week and shout out Jay Sanch. Congratulations. Took home the T-Fuel pot. He took home the SBS Datacon NFT and Thetapunks threw in a Thetapunk for him. So shout out Jay Sanch. Congratulations, dude. That, that was from both of us. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Of course it was. So I got a nice little package in the mail this week. Two big boxes of popcorn, bro. Oh, I got yeah. one. Yeah. One box? Yeah, maple. Oh, I thought you I thought you uh did you redeem two or just one? I redeemed the ketchup uh hoodie. Oh, did you get that too? I did not get that yet. Uh, no. that one that one must be coming from a different part of Canada. But shout speaking of the popcorn, shout out to Doc Theta for using our promo code during the uh popcorn day sale 35 percent off yeah save 35 percent off just by using our code well right yeah <laughs> yeah on that so, day yeah on that on that day well he would have saved 25 anyway but extra 10 yeah uh, compounded on that so that's a yeah, good deal yeah. absolutely and uh the only the one last thing i had on here is that the symbio creatives the thetaverse project we got a big ama coming up uh, oh shit! Coming, 27th, this right? Coming Friday, yeah. It's coming Friday, 8 p.m. If you're involved, if you own any of the NFTs, make sure you're in that Discord. If you got any questions, get him in there. He's taking questions now, so this is your opportunity to get any questions about that project answered by the man himself before he really diving into some serious development at this point. So, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff. I also saw a catch kind of with the uh, with the teaser in uh, SPS as well with the coming soon kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, the merch store is imminent again. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back to imminent. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know how I feel like just tell me when dinner's ready. Right. <laughs> it's funny. Like, you know, when I, when I was growing up, we uh, you probably had a bell. Dude, yeah, you did, didn't you? I, my, I knew it. My mom had a cowbell, bro. <laughs> we'd be we'd be outside playing, and she would just come out and start ringing the cowbell, and that meant like get in the house. It's time to eat. <laughs> so I'm listening. I need some cowbell in my, uh-huh. in my NFT life here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta oh, have good. more cowbell. Yeah, well, you no, gotta have funny. it. Yep. <laughs> so that's about all I had, man. Is there anything else you had from this? Uh, kind of half quiet half crazy week um no did we 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 got everything didn't we i, I think we got so. everything yeah. yeah okay yeah that works All right. well uh we had a fun time with our guests this week got to meet him at thetacon quite a guy very into a bunch of different projects definitely a smart dude guy runs numbers in his head kind of like remind me probably like rounders you know what i mean did you get that? Did you get that feel from him? I got, yeah, sure, yeah. I, I also, you know, I, you're leaving out the biggest part. He's looking to, um, to play a featured role in Over the Top too. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's so yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Good guy. Lots of uh, a lot into a lot of interesting projects. Got some insight on Fuse Wars. Got to demo it. Insight onto G Pool, and that interview is coming up next with the one and only Blaze, aka Will Two, aka 
these nuts. <laughs> After these messages. All right. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna set me up to do the the D's nuts. We had to get them in there. You got to get these nuts in there. Oh, yeah. This week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Theta's Community Guardian Node. Theta's premier community guardian node where you can stake your Theta if you don't run your own guardian node. Best of all, 100% uptime so you do not miss any rewards and zero fees so you earn 100% of your T-Fuel. Trusted by Theta Labs, you can easily stake directly within your wallet. Simply go to the staking tab, choose Delegated Guardian Node, and find Dr. Theta's Guardian Node. Quick, simple, reliable, and best of all, safe, as the coins never leave your wallet. Stake with the doc today. This week's episode is brought to you by Theta Vibes NFTs. Hurry on over to Open Theta and mint yourself a Theta Vibes musical NFT before the minting ends on February 15th. Each of the OG collection NFTs allow you to stake and earn T-Vibe token, which you can use to unlock monthly 2D and 3D entertainment. The OG NFTs include Dreamland, Guardian, Flying High, Give Me the T-Fuel, Beam My Line, and Down With Me. So get on over to Open Theta and grab yourself an NFT that provides good vibes and T-Vibe today. Papa Max Podcast. Oh, hey! What up, Doug? There you go. Sound Can you great. Hear me? Oh, yeah. Wasn't sure how it would uh, come through. No. Lima sounds... Charlie. Lima Charlie. You know, loud was there. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm ex military, so I understand the Lima Charlie means LC. Popper, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know Jack. Nope. Nope. Over my head. <laughs> hey, hey, Blaze, guess what? Sup? I don't know. So somebody somebody approached me the other day and they they wanted me to uh write a book. I said I'll have to think about it, but it sounds like a novel idea. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, welcome. Let's... <laughs> I suppose I have been initiated. Uh, Is this the hazy ritual? Haze yeah. the new guy? Uh I don't know <laughs> if it's just haze the new guy. I, I I'm continuing to get hazed, so not sure it ends. I remember <laughs> when you had the uh, Popper versus Magnum thing with the pineapples. You remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he, I, he I remember a little bit. He used to abuse you. He used to abuse <laughs> you so much. I was like, man, that's that's so harsh. I yeah, dunked on him. I got PTSD. Every day. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy in the back room doing a bunch of paperwork, and uh, I come on Twitter, and I'm just getting slammed from every which way. It was tough. You show up and you see the 99 plus bubble in your notification. You're like, oh, shit. I'm not this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I, memed again. Yeah. I've gotten that on Twitter before where, you know, if I go in there and I get anywhere between zero and 15, I'm probably okay. But then I'll come back and it'll be like 99 plus, And I'm like, oh, shit. What did I say this time? Oh, yeah. And then it gets to the point where I'm just not even, you know, I just clear them and continue along. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, was too, there, was too many. That. there was too many at for a time but hey man welcome welcome to the podcast it's a, a pleasure to have you on here it was a pleasure to meet you at thetacon hey likewise i'm excited to be here and talk with you guys 
Uh, even before I met you at Theticon, I thought y'all were pretty cool. You know, you seemed pretty cool online. <laughs> and I was glad to meet you in real life and confirm it, you know. Well, we, oh, we've wow. got everybody fooled. That looks like the trailer right there. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. So uh, I took a poll and it came back that you had the, the firmest handshake at Thetacon. You took a poll? I Where, took like a poll. on Twitter? <laughs> no, just, uh, just just amongst amongst ourselves. Uh, unsolicited, oh, okay. too. I mean, Completely I think I approached you, Popper, first about it. And you're already tracking. <laughs> <laughs> vice grip. Yeah, the vice grip handshake. Hey. Well, I, was, uh, I appreciate it. It's a great honor. You know, I... There's nothing I can't stand more than a limp-wristed, clammy handshake. You got that right. I can't stand it either. And uh, unfortunately, I know a few people that do that. And it's just like, man, like, you know, shake my hand. Just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. To, fair, to paraphrase what my drill instructor said when I was in the military a long time ago, you know, shake like you got a pair. <laughs> uh, for sure. So, uh, so let, let's let's stay on ThetaCon here for a little bit. From what I from what I remember properly, you and I can't remember who you were with. You guys, uh, oh, was it uh, Stefan, right from uh, from ThetaLands? You guys uh, named the, the ThetaTonic drink. Is that yeah, us three, and you too? Uh, yep. Um, anyway, me and Stefan, me and Stefan, co-invented <laughs> the ThetaTonic. Uh, the, the contribution that Mag provided was that he was in the general vicinity at the time that Steph and I co-invented the Thetatonic. That was his <laughs> some contribution. Uh, I did take that. Uh, what, what was the fruit that was in there? Celery. Not celery yeah. Oh, yeah. I ate the celery. It was good. Yeah. What happened was, is there's a funny story about <laughs> this. So, and none of it involves Mag. Steph and I were <laughs> sitting there at the bar, you know, and uh, we were like, hey, I heard about the tea fuel tonic. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that from somebody, so we ordered it. And it looked cool. You know, it had a, a nice presentation, but we were drinking it, and it was a little bit harsh, you know. It it didn't really go down smooth because uh, it's vodka-based and didn't have enough in it to really cover it, so it was a little bit harsher. So uh, we finished our drinks, but then I'm sitting with Steph up at the bar, and he's like, you know what? We could invent the theta tonic. Or no, no, I said I we should invent the theta tonic to go with the T fuel tonic. And he said, Yeah, that's a great idea. So we sat up there, we were discussing the color and everything, and I'm saying it's blue, and he's saying nothing greenish blue, so we're arguing over that. And he pulls out his phone, he shows me the theta logo, and I'm like, You've got a point there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's the basis. And then I said, Okay, well, how are we going to make this? We're going to build it from the ground up. You got to put the main spirit in there first. And I said, well, the, the tea fuel tonic is vodka. And besides the fact that we can't just copy the tea fuel tonic, you know, we want something that's going to be a little bit smoother. And I say, it's got to be gin. And Steph says, yes. And he said, okay, now what do we do for the color? And I said, well, it obviously has got to be like a blue-green. So we wanted to do Alizé. Or hypnotic, which are like those blue sort of like candy liqueurs that sorority girls drink, you know? Okay, yep. And, and But they got good flavor and they add color. And they didn't have either of those at the bar, but she had blue curacao. So we added that. And then I said, there's got to be something else to give it that greenish tint. And I immediately thought of pineapple juice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so 
had a long time, been a long time fan of the pineapples, you know, through the highs and lows, I've always admired the project and I love pineapple juice. So it's a good homage to the secret pineapple society at the same time. And I said, we got to garnish it with something. How about a stick of celery? Because you can stir your drink with it and every bar's got it anyway, because they're making bloody Mary's. And he said, yes, that's brilliant. We've got to try it. So he ordered it for both of us and he snapped pictures of them sitting on the bar and then got a short video of us drinking it. And that's the one where you see me talking about how it's patented technology. And <laughs> Magnum is not on the patent. <laughs> he was in the background, though. He, he was in the background. <laughs> what did you there. think about it, Mag? How did you like it? I, I only had the uh, celery. I kind of got uh, Heisman by you guys. <laughs> yeah, it actually... So uh, such is life. <laughs> yeah, we were drinking it, and it was really good. It was really smooth, and I was going up to the groups of guys that we had gathered around the bar that you saw, and I was telling them, like, hey, guys, this drink is smoother than your wife's boyfriend. Ooh. And more and more people <laughs> were going up there to the bar to get them, and I think probably a dozen or so people ordered them, and me and Steph had a second one, and then they ran out of blue curacao. And then <laughs> people, were, people, were trying, people were trying to order the Theta Tonic, and they couldn't. And this woman next to me, she's real nice. Everything she's talking to me about, about my drink, and she was saying, "Hey, that looks that looks cool. What? I haven't seen anything like that. What's that?" And I explained it to her, and she tells the bartender, "She's like, I want a theta tonic." And I said, "Well, they're out of it." And she said, huh. "Why did you tell me about it then?" And I said, "Because you asked." <laughs> and then Steph leans over and he says, "It's limited edition." And I said, "Oh yeah, it's limited edition. We just didn't know it was at the time." Yeah, it's capped at a billion. <laughs> get get it quick. Let's stay on ThetaCon for a little bit. I got a, I I was there for a little. There wasn't much controversy at all that whole weekend, but I was kind of there for a little controversy that involved you and General Dole. Do you know what I'm talking about? Controversy? Well, not I mean, maybe not. Dole. Maybe not. Maybe not controversy, but uh, but Dole had his phone out and he had two wills in his in his in his uh, phone and it was a uh, big will oh, and little yeah. will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. See, I, I, I was drunk at the time, but I digressed. Oh. Yeah, th see, the thing is, I'm not little Will. Ain't nothing little <laughs> about me. You see me. I'm a, I'm a big boy. So, <laughs> so if anybody's big Will, it's going to be me. You know, I, I don't miss oh, I love a meal. It. I, I got to stay in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> but he fixed it. He saw the oh. error of his ways. Yes, he did. He did fix it. I can confirm that. That that was I. I just had to bring that up because, oh man, that, yeah, that that was funny. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw. That. I was like, really, little Will? You couldn't even put like Will one and Will two. That's, that's worse than that Twitter poll. Oh yeah. Decide who, which, who gets to be Will one and Will two. I mean, oh, that man. would have been at least a little bit more respectful. Big Will, little Will. Jeez. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it is your blaze, though, right? I mean, it's just you are. Yeah, my real name's Will, though, so that's why. Understood. Yeah, like I that. understood. But he should have put me in there as Blaze in the first place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I yeah, you've been going by Will. Was that in your handle somewhere? Will was somewhere. It's literally in my name. That's there. You where go. It came from. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to get to the bottom of it because it gets confusing when people have the same name in, in the community, same first name, and we have to find a way to differentiate that so we have a there's a bunch of wes's there's yeah a, there's wills you know so 
You just okay. and the, and the best part was Will One didn't even know that that poll was going on until like towards the very end. <laughs> well, he he still cheated. I mean, he still made like ten accounts there at the last minute. Oh, of course he did. I was talking about that's what that yep. was. It wasn't oh, yeah. Russian. Him and you are Yeah, Will Lever. That's what it was. Yep. So the uh, the I other changed, thing I, I had that, the other thing I had from Thetacon was. Uh, you got to play some poker, right? Uh, with some of the guys late at poker. night, dude. So I heard that you were like calling out all the percentages on the hand. Like as soon as people went all in, you're just calling out percentages of like yep. every single hand. So how long? How long have you been playing poker? Oh god, uh, longer than I've been legally allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> so a few I, years. Actually, yeah, I, I turned forty uh, last December, so. I, I actually started playing poker when I was a kid. I used to play against the other kids in the neighborhood, and we would bet things like baseball cards, Pokemon cards, pocket knives, like the old silver coins, like before 1964. Yeah. Um, all kinds of good stuff. PlayStation games. I won, like, God only knows how many PlayStation games. I won somebody's game gear in, like, six games, including Sonic Spinball, which I wasted so much of my life on. It's not even funny. <laughs> And the coolest thing I ever won off of a kid in the neighborhood, I have a small, it's like a bonbon dish is what it's intended to be. And it's sterling silver. And I want to say it's about five and a quarter to five and a half inches across and about an inch to an inch and a half tall. And I recently found out, yeah, I recently found out it's from like 1914 from Western Co. Whoa. Because I finally actually, yeah, my parents actually found it in the house from when I moved out from uh, when I joined the military and they didn't know that it was mine or what it was. And I was talking to them on the phone just one day, a few months ago, like, man, I missed that, that uh, silver bowl that I had. She's like, I don't know if you ever had a silver bowl. I'm like, no, I did. It's real silver. It says sterling silver on the bottom. And I want it in a poker game that I wasn't supposed to be playing. And she's like, can you describe it? So I did. She's like, Oh, I think I know where it's at. And apparently my niece, <laughs> who lives there, uh, well, lives nearby and visits, was playing, but she's real little, and she used it for Play-Doh. So <laughs> she she brought it back to me, though. It's not really super valuable, but it's a super memento, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's sterling silver, so it does have some value, obviously. Yeah, so I've been playing poker for like 25, 26 years. So uh, is it you were a poker pro for a little while, or is that true? Uh, yes. I was actually a straight-up gambling uh, professional gambler, not just okay. poker, but including poker. Now, that doesn't mean that I played high stakes and made a million dollars. Professional just means that that's your living. Right, like right, you pay, right. You pay your rent because I don't want the listeners to get confused. I, I wasn't on TV playing for a million bucks, but I would go to the local casino and hustle people for a few grand on a weekend. Hey, it's work, though, still. I mean, what was your what were your games of choice? The only poker game that's not casino back that I played that I really like is No Limit Texas Hold'em. And I typically okay. yep. play one, two, one, three, or occasionally I'll splash around in two, five. It's super low limit, so you get all the fish and all the like the businessmen and tourists that come into town for the weekend for conventions or whatever. Yeah. And then I also did a lot of sports betting, like uh, NFL, a little bit of baseball, NBA, and couple of my favorite casino games were Blackjack and Pie Gal Poker. And Pie Gal okay. Poker is not the same as regular poker. It just has the 
poker ranking. Are, is that five hand, five cards still? Uh, the Pygo? Pygo poker, the way they do it, everybody gets seven cards, and you make a five-card poker hand and right, a two-card yeah. poker hand. And That's the right. two-card okay, hand yeah. has to be lower than the five-card hand. Right, yeah. and you have to beat the you have to beat the dealer on both of them, right? To win, you have to beat yeah. the dealer on both. Now, if you win one and lose one, you don't lose the hand, though. It's a push, and you still keep your money. Yeah. You only actually lose if you lose both your low card hand of theirs and your high hand of theirs. But if either one of those individual hands exactly copies the dealer, the dealer wins that individual hand. It's called a copy. Gotcha. But if you win the other one, you still don't lose. So. It's, so it's a lot of fun. So, uh, I mean, you seem like like a really big on math guy. Like, is this is that a game that is ad- advantageous to the player at all? Well, <laughs> let's put it this way: it's not the absolute best game in the house. But one of the rules in that game is that every alternate hand, if you want to, you're allowed to bank, which means basically you take over the dealer spot for that hand. Now, if there's other players at the table, that means you're also covering their bets. But for that hand, you're also playing against them. And whenever you are the banker, you win those copies. So if you've got the ace-king up top, which is reasonably common, and the other players have an ace-king or lower on top, you're going to win on the the low hand You know, much more often by winning those copies. Gotcha. But you got to cover everybody else's bet, and a lot of times the other players don't like it. They think it's unlucky. It's like, dude, either the dealer's going to beat you or I'm going to beat you because they rotate it where they start dealing the hands from so you get the exact hand the dealer would have had. So their hand changes based on the shifting position, but the hand that you get your banking is literally the exact same one the dealer gets. So if the dealer, like if they're play- they alternate two decks and they play it, so let's say they got a black deck and a red deck. If every time the red deck is in the shuffler, the dealer kills the table with a full house or something, then bank I bank on that deck, and 80 to 90% of the time, it keeps getting big hands for a while, and I clean up on it. So wow. that brings the house advantage down to where it's manageable, you know, maybe 1%-ish. But there is another thing that added on to it for me. The game is very complicated, and up until recently, they didn't have any computers telling them how to set the hand. So they had a sheet that they would follow, and they have to set it a certain way based on what their hand is. The dealer so, does. Yes, right. Exactly. It's gotcha. called the house okay. way. Yep. And so, if the, for example, if the dealer gets a high pair and a low pair in their hand and has at least an ace high besides that, they keep the high pair and low pair together and put the ace on top. Except if it's a pair of aces and another pair, they always split it, put the low pair to the two-card hand on top. In certain situations, especially the ones that are more complicated, the dealer would play the hand erroneously, which would be in our favor. Now, of course, I didn't say anything because it's not my job to take care of the casino's money. For sure. However, if the dealer plays it erroneously and it's not in my favor, I can call it out, and the dealer is required to correct it. So... Given the occasional dealer error, I believe the game was slightly in my favor. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I won a bunch of money off of it in the long run is all I can say. I'm either really lucky or I had an edge. Yeah, no. I mean, it sounds like you knew what you were doing. So that's you know more than half the battle for sure. All right. Yeah, there, um, I was going to say there's one other minor thing. Uh, there are certain ways to beat 
the dealer to play the hands better than the dealer with the same cards. But the dealer, since the casino legally has to have a sheet with every situation on it to go by, they can't just do it at will. No pun intended. Um, they, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they, in certain situations, it's advantageous to play slightly differently based on the exact cards in your hand versus the ranking. Like if I've got an ace high pie gal, which means no pair, no straight, no flush, and my highest card's an ace, then depending on what your second and third highest cards are, normally you always play the second and third highest cards on your low hand so that you can sure. try and salvage something and break even. Yep. However, if your second, third, and fourth cards are within a small range between queen and nine, usually you'll want to play your second and fourth on top and keep the third card behind the ace to protect it. For example, if my highest four cards on Pi Gal are ace, queen, 10, nine, I'm not going to play queen 10 on top. I'm going to play queen nine on top and keep the 10 behind to protect my pie guy. Because if the dealer gets an ace high pie guy, which is my only chance of salvaging anything, they're almost never going to have a 10 on their big hand because they're required to play their top two below that ace on top. Gotcha. And that queen nine versus the queen 10, the only difference that would make for me to lose is if the dealer has exactly queen nine on their their high hand, which is extremely uncommon versus me needing it in the bottom. Interesting. All right. Yeah. You definitely, I mean, I never knew you could do the bank thing for Pi Gal. I never, uh, I think I've played that a few times, but never, never Same. banked. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'll, if I'm ever back again, I'll, I'll check it out. I haven't been in a while. Uh, I noticed recently, I, I think that you may have the all time highest sale in T Fuel history. Is that uh, an accurate statement? I don't think it's the all-time highest, but it's like the top three or four. Might, might be second highest. Wow. In terms of TFU only, not in not in dollar amount. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I sold a, a – I had one of the G-Pool uh, T-Bill three-times multipliers. And uh, basically, I won one of the two-time multipliers in one of the raffles, the massive multiplier. And yeah. a, a guy – got together with me later on down the line and said, Hey, uh, I've got one of these two. Do you want to merge them together? Well, do you think it'll be better for us if it's a three times? And I said, Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of people don't realize why the two times massive is so expensive and won't buy it. But anybody can glance at a three times. See, obviously three is more than two. And then like, Oh, okay. Maybe that's why it's so expensive. So I ended up selling it for 1 million T fuel. Unbelievable. Congratulations on that. That's crazy. Yeah, thank you. I got 465000 for my half after the 7% fee on open data. Not a bad day, for sure. So now I, I kind of remember a little bit of you winning that, that multiplier. You were running numbers again. I remember you were running numbers. Yep. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit of how about that worked? Yeah, what it was is at the time they were doing the massive multipliers, there was nothing else bigger than this because these are the only ones that were more than 1 million capacity. There were 2 million capacity, so you could have up to 2 million T-bill in each individual pool covered by it. And it's the only one you could merge if you had two different of the five available two times masses. You could merge two of them, any two, into a three times multiplier covering 4 million T-bill. And if you merged all five, 
In any combination of two times and three times, you could get a four times 10 million T-bill multiplier. So this is obviously, for me, a game changer. I knew the whales would want them, and there would only be eight of each two times massive multiplier available, so 40 total. So in the best-case scenario, you're looking at five of the four timeses or 20 of the three timeses. So the first week, and I don't remember the exact number, so I may have filled in details a little bit of uh, poetic license here, but I want to say each ticket enter costs $10. And I estimated at the time the value of a massive multiplier. Uh, and we were, you know, T feels like 20 cents a pop too. So, of course, everything is worth a lot more. Right. I estimated that one of these would probably be worth, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. So I'm, I'm estimating it on the safe side, $200,000 for one of these. So $1.6 million prize pool. And then at the end of the first week, there are only like 25,000 entries. And I, I entered for like 100 or 30 or something like that, some decent amount, but not going crazy. And so I saw that if I had, if there's $250,000 in entries and a $1.6 million prize pool, that's a massive disparity. Good pot odds right there, yeah. Exactly, there's a huge overlay. So the next week, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna focus on this. I'm gonna see how many tickets line up. And if near like the next to last day, because it ended Friday, like Friday morning or Friday afternoon, I think it was, if the day before that, near the end of the day, it's not got a ton of tickets, I'm going to go after it, depending on what my odds are. So I ended up going all in on it because I got towards like uh, Thursday, middle of the day, early afternoon. And there were, I want to say, like 25,000 tickets in it or something, 20, 25,000. So I knew there was going to be more every week. So I had to make my move in the earliest week possible. And I actually, I, I literally borrowed 12,000 bucks from my 401k at work. And I sold NFTs. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. <laughs> my HR, my VP of HR, she was like, are you sure you want to borrow $12,000? It was like the maximum I could borrow out of it. And I said, well, I'm as sure as I've ever been of anything, but nobody's ever really <laughs> sure about anything until it happens. <laughs> so I, I did that and I sold off almost all my other liquid NFTs. And every T fuel had every dollar to my name, basically, except I had like maybe 20 bucks in my bank account, 30 bucks in my bank account or whatever. And I bought 7500 7,351 <laughs> tickets, I think it was. Wow. $73,510, something like that. But 60% of the money goes to charity, so that was a good thing. And I calculated my odds depending on how many more tickets would get sold, so I did the math in advance before I started buying. So I estimated, you know, if this many tickets are sold, I'll have a 80% chance of winning at least one. And you can win more than one, so if I have good odds of winning even one – that it's an obvious yeah. go because I can win two, maybe three. It worked out that there were like 35,000 something tickets, if I'm not mistaken, that were sold in the end. But I remember that my odds of winning as of the moment of the drawing, at least one was about 70%. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty good odds because the law of large numbers, there's eight of them for grabs. So basically the only way I could lose is if all eight of them missed my massive block of tickets. And did you, I'm sorry if you said this already, did you buy them throughout the day 
to get different blocks, or did you just buy like no, the same block? Well, I couldn't buy in one block. The max you could do is eighty, but I just sit there, just kept buy, buy, buy. Right. Yeah. You know, hit, hit my ledger, buy, confirm, <laughs> buy. Oh my god, it took so long. It was. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it, so I bought them all in one stretch. And the crazy part, and I know, and I end up winning one. Obviously, I was extremely close to winning two. If <sighs> one of the tickets missed me on the front end by less than eighty tickets, like seventy-five away. Oh, so I know if, I, if I'd started earlier, I know the numbers drawn would have been changed, but it's nice to think about. I was, if I'd started one block earlier, mm. <laughs> that I, I would have won two. So now, if you hadn't hit one, like, are the what are you, what you bought, is it worthless? Like, what are, I don't even understand. I'm not, a, I'm, I never even really spent too much time digging into T Bill, uh, to be honest, or G Pool. So I'm just kind of curious what these raffle tickets were they just for this one time thing well they were only raffle tickets for that one drawing but every single raffle ticket from every raffle could be redeemed into a 1.2 time 1.25 times multiplier okay covered 100 t-bill and you could merge them so you can make like a 500 and a thousand and five thousand ten thousand of course a 1.25 is a low multiplier when there's 1.5s and 2x's sure widely available but even at it being less valuable, you could recoup some of your money. And right at the end of it, I've I finally sold them all. It took me God knows how many months to sell them all. And having to merge and list each one, oh, wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You spent some but, time. Yeah, I did. I was was able to recoup about ten thousand dollars though. So nice over your no. over your investment. Well, ten thousand from that, but I uh, actually got another bonus. Something else had happened before I merged at 3x. I didn't go into this detail, but after I won that 2x massive multiplier, I think it was about a week later because uh, they had just drawn the Michelle White now. Because I won the second week, so I won the alien like one. And about a week later, after the next drawing, a guy uh, DMs me on Discord and he says, Hey, are you interested in, in trading your alien like for uh, Michelle White Dove one? And I laughed at him and I said, no, that's not going to help me at all, but it's going to help you. So he's like, well, I'll give you $1,000. And I laughed at him again. I said, give me $10,000 and we'll talk. So he said, I'll, I'll think about it. And he comes back to me a few hours later. He says, I'll give you 7,500 in T-Fuel. And I said, all right, let's do it. And we ended up wow. getting a middleman. Yeah. Well, because like I was saying, you can merge these, but you can't merge two of the same one. And I knew oh. this guy had just won two of the Michelle White does. I knew it because you can see on the blockchain how many people like yeah, how many yeah. go to a certain yeah. wallet. And I'm like, the only reason this guy's wanting to trade is because he needs a different one. And I got him over a barrel. because There's only a few of them that even exist because the other weeks haven't even come out yet. And uh, I can get, I can almost name my price, so to speak. So I, we got a middleman in one of the G pool admins that works there. And I, I handed him the massive. And then the other guy sent me, is massive and I confirmed it and he sent me as a T fuel and then the guy gave him that uh two X. So yeah, I got like seventeen thousand five hundred bucks on top of that multiplier. Man, congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you, thank you. Huge fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Dole? <laughs> Change his um, name to huge balls. <laughs> so while we're on the subject, can I just ask you, what is your opinion? B, 
being so involved with it of G pool and T bill. I like it. I like, I love the concept. It's something unique on theta. You know, I, I'm not aware of any other major liquidity pools. I know that you have vault swap and you've got certain other things being traded and I'm not really up on all those. So just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I love the project. I love the idea. I think it's, innovative you know we need liquidity pools on theta we need to have places you can get it besides theta themselves for you know probably legal reasons among others you know make it more decentralized and i love the concept d guard we call him d he's the man behind the plan and the project there and uh he's a great guy i met him at ThetaCon as well and saw what they're doing with g world and i got to make a g twin so it was really cool to see they put the VR headset on me and to see that we're on the surface of the moon and see like, this is where people are going to be able to live. You're going to be able to get mail here, you know, internet mail, metaverse mail, whatever you want to call it. You can ride dune buggies around on the surface of the moon. They're going to have amusement parks. You'll be able to hopefully eventually travel between worlds. Even they didn't tell me that specifically, but that's something I'm hoping for. And I think it'll be something really neat for people with VR headsets to be able to experience. Cool. So this whole thing, you don't have a you don't have a, a math problem with this whole thing. You're you're okay with the math behind it. Now again, I I don't know everything about the pool and how it works. It is really complicated. And I don't want to explain it wrong or misinterpret no, it or anything. But I don't have an issue with it. As a matter of fact, I'm confident enough in it that I actually bought up a ton more of those two times multipliers, the regular ones not the massive ones a few weeks ago because I'm bullish as hell on it and okay. on uh, G world and G pool. I think it's a matter of anything you invest in is going to be risky period. Everything for There's sure. Nothing, yeah. even, Agreed. even treasury bonds. I mean, you got politicians threatening to default on the federal debt. And if that happens, we're all screwed. So it won't matter at that point. But if you invest in something during a bear market, especially, you can lose money. It happens. But for those people who ride it out and are in it, as soon as T fuel keeps going back up, more people are going to join back into the pool. More people are going to make money again. Everybody's going to be happy and rosy, and nobody's going to be complaining because nobody was complaining before at all when we were in a bull market. Nobody. Everybody was happy. Everybody's in the pool doing stuff. In the bear market, it's not as easy to make money, but G pool does things to try and offset that. Like uh, they try to compensate people for their IL, their impermanent loss. Yep. Token values differ, you know, by yep. dropping G note uh, periodically. And you even get your own window to sell it in so that you have the opportunity to sell and get your full value before the next guy gets his. And then his is adjusted based on the new value of it. So you're getting the full value and nobody that I know on any project, any chain, is going to give you 100% compensation for your impermanent loss. I don't know anybody like that. Yeah, no, I was just curious, mean, mean, uh, knowing that you are such a math guy, if you had any take on it. Because, you know, like I said, I kind of, I saw the big, huge APRs, and I just stayed away. You know, I'm not. I'm not looking for 75, some, something to guarantee me 75% APR. I didn't even bother looking at it, to be honest with you. So, you know, I, I just hear, I just, I read some things. Obviously, we all have read some things on Twitter and 
I was just kind of curious of your view, knowing that you are a math guy and that you have been involved in this and have done well. With that, I don't know all the math behind every bit of it, but I do know that during the bull run, everybody's happy. Everybody's making money. Nobody was losing money. Yeah. And I know that I'm trying to think of the best way to, to say it. So I'm being accurate. So I want to make sure I'm accurately portraying everything to, to the best of my knowledge. Any, like I said, anything you invest in, there's always a risk of loss. But with this one, that APR is paid in T-bill. That's what you have yeah. to understand. It's yeah. not your, they can't print T-fuel. They never claim Understood. to print T-fuel. Yeah, oh, for sure. So one of the things with it is as T-bill gets more value and more utility, other than just being tied to T-fuel, that T-bill has the potential to become extremely valuable. Because one of the big things about it, it's going to be the sole currency, if I understand correctly, from D. And I'm not speaking for D or G Pool or G World, any of this. I'm not an official member. Yep, just your understanding, not financial advice. You know, yeah. Like that, yeah. I don't have any inside information. I'm not speaking for any of them. But I understand that T-Bill will be the official and only currency within the G World metaverse. So when people want to ride on things, they want to live there, they want to have fun, they want to buy souvenirs, you know, mint NFTs, whatever, it's all going to be in T-Bill, which means anybody wanting to buy it has to buy T-Bill. And the only actual place you can get T-Bill is from that liquidity pool. So as people buy it, it goes up in value. You know, more right. people are yeah, pouring sure. T-Fuel or whatever, you know, into the pool and the yeah, value the ratio of T-Bill changes versus T-Fuel, yeah. Exactly. And so at that point, it'll be particularly important to have the multipliers because you'll be getting those extra rewards that get offset, help you offset some of that explosive growth. So you get, you know, one and a half or two times the T-bill side of your rewards. Or if you're a whale, three or four times. But when I had the three times, I couldn't afford to put anything into the pool because that was all my money. So I'd <laughs> rather sell it as the two times so I can actually afford to buy, buy stuff, yeah. you know. Gotcha. But wait, so Blaze, can I just give you my take on it real quick? Because I was did you invent was, it like, like you did the Theta Tonic? Yeah, <laughs> I I was briefly in T Bill for a bit, and I know. So when those uh, sticker sales were going on, is kind of when it was like I don't know, it was week one or week two when the market just really crapped the bed from there, and I was going back and I was looking and. It's like I was losing T-Bill today. I was losing uh, T-Fuel like the next day. It kept like going down. Like some stuff would go up, other stuff would go down. But it was like a net going down. And then the market went down. That's not going to help. But then when those multipliers, the, the massive multipliers came out, they didn't exist before. So so I'm sure it's, it's good if you have a massive multiplier um, when there's only a finite, there's only if there's so much T fuel in the account, it, like overall for everyone that's in there. And now the people with the massive multipliers are getting a higher percentage of those rewards. So it's going to cut into everyone else. Is there a question there? I, I, no, that's what I'm, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm well, I'm saying it's, are you, are you asking for my opinion on it? Like, Oh like yeah. I'm asking that? for your, your opinion on that. Uh, yeah. Did I not? Well, the, the thing with that, and again, like I said, I really don't know every single bit behind it. So that I'm not speaking as an authority figure here. Um, D-Guard has presented 
in the past that the massive multipliers don't have a significant deleterious effect on the pool. And I trust him in his word, but he's done uh, some studies on that just to make sure it wouldn't be a, a really big problem, not a massive problem, no pun intended. And it they don't seem to pose a serious threat to the pool. It's yeah, negligible I, at best. The, the big thing with the stuff going down is that T-bill rebases. You know, unlike most coins with T-bill, like, like let's say uh, T-fuel, for example. T-fuel, you have a certain coin, you've got, say, 100 T-fuel. If you don't spend it or stake it or give it away, you're always going to have 100 T-fuel. It'll go up in value, it'll go down in value, but you've got the same amount. T-bill is the opposite. It's intended to try and give you the same buying power as for one T-bill token as $1 was in 2019. So with inflation, each T-bill is trying to be rebased to a slightly higher and higher amount. And the the current target, I don't know what it is, I know recently is like $1.13, but that's probably a little bit higher now. So if T-bill gets too far, it's plus or minus 5%, if I'm not mistaken, from that target, then it rebases up or down accordingly. So for example, if T-bill is too low, and it needs to, to uh, get higher in value, then there are fewer tokens. And let's say, for example, you've got 10 T-bill tokens worth $1 each, and it needs to rebase it to $2. Now, it's not that drastic, but this is just for example. You have 10 $1 bills, and then after the rebase, you only have five of them, but they're worth $2 each. So you have the same amount of money, it's just fewer tokens. You have the same spending power because T-bills value can go down just like T-fuel can, except you'll have fewer T-bill tokens that are still worth the same amount. And that rebase affects everything in the pool, if it's in your wallet, everywhere. That way, it's equal. Now, on the bright side, when T-bill goes up, and it has done this before, it will have a positive rebase where it will basically explode and multiply in your wallet. So if you have five T-bill tokens worth $2 and the rebase target's $1, then after the rebase, you're going to have 10 T-bill tokens, but they're only going to be worth a dollar each. So then at that point, if T-bill continues to go up, T-fuel continues to go up, then each of those 10 tokens can now eventually be worth $2 and boom, you get another rebase. So there's a lot involved with that. And I don't know hundred percent of it. But that's my understanding. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, very confusing stuff for sure unless you sit down and really go through it um yeah well I, thank you for your insight on that Do you have another question about that max no i was just gonna say moving on yeah <laughs> moving on so <laughs> um let's let's talk pines a little bit this is a pine cast then uh and i know that you at least used to be i'm not sure if you still have any but um you were a big pine guy there for a while with uh with the duke right and uh, a few others yes i i was i don't currently have any pines okay that's not a lack of faith in the project or you know uh james or anything like that yeah i love the project pines are adorable they're so cute i love that they're on theta and <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're great uh now there's a few different things that came into play and one of them being the bear market 
And yep. one of them being I needed to get money for a massive multiplier so I could make a crap ton of money gotcha. in a much shorter time frame in terms of T-Fuel. And so the, the Duke Pine Walker, I love it to death. It's awesome. You know, he's a really good one. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And I ended up selling him at a loss in terms of dollars, but not T-Fuel. I profited in terms yep. of T-Fuel tokens, which to me is the ultimate uh, goal, you know, to get more T-Fuel tokens. And once T-Fuel moons, it's how many tokens you got, you know, not when you bought. So if I, if I get an sure. extra 10% T-Fuel tokens, I've made a big profit. So, yep. yeah, he was a big chunk of my investment portfolio and I needed to, to liquidate some capital. So I had to, to pass him on to the loving hands of Brian Macer, a.k.a. the gentleman yep. who helped found Thetacon. Well, I didn't the, know it was The gentleman behind the, the lady that founded it. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was Brian. So. Oh, no, that's... it was definitely Amy. No, Amy did all the work. But that's I'm, what I'm Brian... saying. Yeah, but she didn't. Okay, so Brian had the it. idea. She just did the work. Brian had the idea, and then Amy did everything else. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not throwing we anybody under the bus. Just... We love you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, love, yeah, give, love giving you a hard time, too. <laughs> hey, he's a cool guy. I met him there too. He's Absolutely, awesome. yeah, for sure. And they did a fantastic job. But we'll we'll get on that later, I'm sure. But for the pineapples, then I had had some other uh, lesser value ones left, and the artifacts. And you know, I got all the artifacts except for one for basically free. So that's like yep. thousands of dollars. So because I already had the Duke, and so I was able to use him to get a free tetrahedron. Yep. And I needed capital. I am not a wealthy man. Someday I hope to be. I've been having to make big moves with what I've got to work with because you play the cards you're dealt. And I'm trying to get it to where I'll be wealthy someday. So I've had to move capital around, flip NFTs. And I ended up selling my last few pineapples just because I had something else in mind. I do plan to come back. I absolutely plan to get it. But I'm just taking a detour. Yeah. Hey, no, no worries. It's I was Shift just curious. Focus. Yeah. So it a lot of the customs are really cool, but very few of them were ones that I would be interested in for the kind of money it would take to acquire them. For example, R- Rambo is really awesome, but I'm not paying a hundred thousand dollars for mm. or fifty thousand uh, dollars. Just uh, fact check though. It actually was bought for thirty thousand for whatever reason. Theta drop. List list like inverse that with the other one of the other auction ones. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, Predator Pine, right? Right, right. Yeah. No, so, no, the Predator. guy on the secondary no, market, the guy selling it afterward. Well, he's selling it for ten grand right now, but the sale when you look at it on Theta Drop is wrong. It says a hundred thousand, um, or and but it was really thirty thousand, and then vice versa with the uh, Predator one. But that's drop just making a mistake. I don't believe that. Yeah, yeah I mean, can't neither. be. <laughs> that would never happen. That'd be like forgetting to renew your domain name. Oh, <laughs> oh, too soon. Yee. It's never too soon to, re- to renew your domain name. He didn't mean but that. That's West just one. a PSA. That's one. But actually, um, I don't know if you, you heard it, but uh, uh, NEC introduced me to West One, and uh, he said, uh, he said. Uh, this is Magnum. He wants to know why you're why you hate him. And he goes, <laughs> Who is he? 
Oh my god, roasted dude. You're not even yep. on his radar to hate you. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just uh, to continue that uh, fake rivalry. That's crazy. <laughs> but he he may not know who I am, but I know who he is. Uh, hey, Popper. <laughs> yeah. Popper, did you, did you call the police because he got murdered in one word? Oof. Yeah. And well, the chief of police was the one that did it. So. Yeah, we gotta no, cover that shit no up. No one to call. <laughs> there was nowhere to yeah, run. The for the payroll. I had I had to I had to run over to the play potato area as quick as I could because it just was not comfortable at all. <laughs> Two back steps, turn and run. <laughs> uh, so hey, speaking of big time moves, I know you are definitely a, a move maker. Um, you are, I think this is the sec. is this the second time, Mags, that we've had three Dragon Primes on the, uh, on the show together? Um, Baller. Baller, Blaze. Blaze, no. yeah, I think that's, uh, was there oh, wasn't uh, another, well, uh, have you had Theta News on here? Yeah, we had oh, Theta yeah, News. Oh, yeah, yeah, Theta News, yep. Yeah, I, I knew know, there was another, so. Sorry, I, sorry, Theta News, uh. Yeah, who? That was Mags' fault. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> Don't blame me. If I don't get credit for the tonic, I'm definitely not taking the fall for your <laughs> misinformation. Man, I got well, you're not plenty getting, of it, too. Yeah, he's not getting credit for the Theta Tonic. Co-invented <laughs> by Seth from Data Lands and Blaze from everywhere on Data. It was co-witnessed by me, though. I'm basically omniscient. He, he co-witnessed it. He was in the general vicinity when it was invented. That's it. <laughs> Did you ever watch South Park? Oh, come on, of course. With uh, Cartman was on the couch and Butters, was it? Oh, no, Jimmy came up with, like, the funniest joke. I think it was the fish stick joke. <laughs> Remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And like Cartman was sticks? taking credit for it because he was on the couch eating when Jimmy came up with it. So <laughs> kind of channeling Cartman on that one, I guess, for taking credit. Oh, speaking of which, Mag, do you like, do you like fish sticks? Yeah, I do. They're delicious. What are you, a gay fish? <laughs> uh, oh, right into that one. <laughs> all right so so let's talk let's talk some fuse wars from a guy that uh that has some inside knowledge on at least some of the gameplay right you got you got a chance to demo that a bit yeah i've got beta access i've been beta testing it and uh signed an nda but there's plenty that i can talk about so well let's talk about what you problem. can talk about well uh, ask me, ask me some questions. Set me up for you know. All right. What are you so, specifically uh, looking to know? Because it's a when, it's a big subject. Yeah. So so when you're playing, what kind of game does it remind you of? Oh, Unreal Tournament, no doubt. It is the the feel of it. Now it's not a copycat of Unreal Tournament, but the feel of it, the mechanics, just like the movement. You know, it's not exactly the same. It's got some slight differences, like recoil. And the crosshair things, but it's got a run and gun feel to it, just like Unreal Tournament. So if you played Unreal Tournament, and you like that, and you you want to play a game with that kind of feel, but updated, you know, move sets, being able to do like the dash, updated weapons. That you know, we're gonna have all kinds of badass weapons. It's gonna be awesome, ridiculous characters. You know, you're gonna have Dragon Primes, aka me, being able to build you weapons <laughs> later on. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be able to get all kinds of new technology, and you'll be able to build your own weapons if you're a Dragon Prime. If you're not, you'll be able to buy them from Dragon Primes. 
So just plug in that. You know, if you need something, call Blaze. I got you. <laughs> One eight eight guns now, and it really feels like an Unreal Tournament game. And there's other game modes, and I can't get into all the details. But for the ones sure. that they've, yeah, for the ones that they've publicly announced, and I don't even know all of them. Just being upfront, but I I do know some of the things going on behind the scenes. They're going to have the classic deathmatch, like you see, where either one team kills the other team or it's a free-for-all everybody. And they're going to have a single-player campaign, which will have different... I, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'd like to think it's going to be like... Um, the the storyline is going to be similar to Metro 2033. Have you ever played that? Not the storyline, but the way it functions. And they I have, have Metro not. Last Light and Metro Exodus, and it's it's a it's a shooter game, and it's like there's different individual maps, but it's a it's a journey or an adventure. And then between you've got some storytelling, like on the screen, it'll come up with some text and tell you the story, continue to tell you about it while a voice narrates it. And then when you click ready, you jump into the action for the next map. I'm hoping it's something like that for the single player mode. So you get the story, the campaign, and then within the individual campaigns, you've got different game modes like the death match, you know, or the free for all or team death match. And another one they publicized is the control. That's what I call it. I don't remember the yep. exact name for it. That's the one where you've got to control certain checkpoints. It's yeah. And have you ever played Unreal Tournament? I have not, but I, I've seen the control. I've seen these, like I've seen Zilla play it on on uh, Theta TV. So we've I've seen a bunch of these. Um, I'm familiar with the with the control one. You you get into that box and then it turns your color right, and you got to you got to control all of these little safe areas or whatever they are. Yeah, and I think the way it's going to work uh, from the gameplay I've seen is that if it it's got three control points. As long as you control at least two of them, your score goes up every second or half second by a point. It's like a multiplayer. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. It's, it, well, it is a multiplayer. So yeah. multi mul- multiplier for multiplayer. Yeah. If you and, right. Good. No. Yeah. Like like you're saying, if and if you control three points, it's it's going to go up even faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like that. I I assume I would think so. That makes sense. And there are going to be other game modes. I don't know specifically what. I've got my hopes up on a few things, but I can't discuss them because he may or may not be doing them. So, But there will be other game modes. So there will be something for everybody. If you just want to run around and kill things, you'll have that. If you want to be on a team so that you're not by yourself running around killing things and everybody killing you, then only half the people can kill you. And they'll have the control mode and they'll have other modes. So whatever you like, you should be able to find something within Guardian, you know, Fuse Wars and Colossus, which is the name of the main game, and then the single player. Right. So just uh, out of curiosity, like how excited are you for this game? Like as a, as a gamer, um, is this something that you, like, is this the kind of game that you can envision just like sitting down and, and getting after? <laughs> um, it's the kind of game that I'm going to want to play after work, you know, on Friday, get off work, get home about 5.30, and jump in the game, 
And before I know it, it's Sunday night at 1030 and I was supposed to be about <laughs> two hours ago. And <laughs> like, where did the weekend go? I'm yep. really excited for it. And it, it's going to be one of those games that's really addictive. I know it because they're going to have that play to earn mechanic. Like I said, yep. you're going to be able to have all sorts of different characters, including be able to lend out, rent out characters. Yep. You're going to have different weapons, maybe different maps or vehicles, things like that. I don't know. But there's going to be so many different things to explore, so many things to unlock, so many things to have fun with and play with. And at its core, I am a shooter gamer. That is my number one favorite game. Those run gun games like that, like Unreal Tournament, love it. I am super stoked. I can't wait for it to come out. Blaze, on a a scale of I to X, where would you, what would you rate your excitement for using the, uh, the, the Dragon Prime to to do your arms dealer business. Oh, definitely XX. All right. It'd be like double X <laughs> because it'd be like double X. I'm super excited. Number one, that's the revenue stream. Anytime you've got multiple revenue stream, that's always a good thing. But beyond that, it's going to be fun. It's not something where, like, right. I don't know if you've seen like some of those mobile clicker games. It's like an idle game. And the only yeah. point of the game is for you to click the darn thing every five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. It, it's not going to be like Candy Crush, where technically it's free, and then we're going to hose you down later on because when you get to this certain level, there's realistically no way to beat it without buying $5,000 with the loot boxes or power-ups. This is something where everybody has a chance, even if you don't buy my weapons, but... The people that buy my weapons are probably going to mop the floor with you, so you should buy them too. <laughs> well, they can, yeah. they can, they could also buy our weapons. Use promo code Papa Mags, save ten percent on those weapons. <laughs> Wait, oh, are you that's drinking popcorn? That's popcorn. I'm sorry. So buy my weapons. I'm just saying, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. On top of that, the Dragon Prime is the strongest character in the game. Period. And like. Yeah. Yeah, like Ivory has said, that doesn't mean nobody can beat it. He's stronger, right. yeah. he's faster. So whoever's on the other team, you're gonna have to work together because this is not a this is not a single player game that you're playing when you're playing against other people like Dragons, Dragon Primes. This is a team sport. And if you will either win as a team or you'll lose as a team. There's no middle ground there. Any given Sunday. Exactly, any given Sunday. But you better work together because otherwise I'm going to crush you. <laughs> Except for TK. He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> he's he's ridiculous. Like, we were playing the beta, and this dude – and I can I can talk about this. One of the maps we were playing, he he found this spot, and – The eagle at mess. At the current moment – it's it's ridiculous. He found this one spot, and it's not that he's it's it's not that he's invincible or untouchable. It's that at the moment, because we're all brand new to the game anyway, we weren't as adept at the different map because there is a way to flank him from where he's at. But he just fired down this narrow hallway with a rail gun and basically hitting people seventy percent of the time. And it takes quite a while to get down that narrow hallway to get him, and it's hard to shoot down him. And he's got a rail gun which obviously is going to shoot long distances very accurately and yeah. kill you. And we're trying to use like 
submachine guns and pistols and stuff and shoot them down. But the nades are super, super powerful. You get hit with one, you're done. So far, from what I've seen in the beta. Now, later on, you know, you're going to have different characters and different strengths. They may have different shields or abilities or whatever. So right. that may be different. But right now, from what I played, if you get hit with a grenade, if you eat it, you're done. <laughs> Click Just respawn. like real life. Pretty much. <laughs> so I noticed you uh, you had some luck opening uh, a chamber, right? Was it your first chamber you opened? No, no, the, the third one, which is third, still remarkable. Third chamber. Yeah, for sure. So you got a, yeah. you got a beautiful uh, custom Theta Guardian, right? Oh, yeah. I, have, I don't know what it is, but for a lot of these projects, except for the pineapples, I have great luck opening containers. Now, to be fair, the pineapple ones, I only opened two or three because they're like $1,400, which is very different. But like on the Mystic Gurus, I opened a custom within like my third or fourth one. And on oh, the, nice. the cryo chambers here, yeah, the cryo chambers here, I bought seven of them initially. And I opened the third one I opened, I pulled a friggin' custom. And I was like, oh, my God. That's and everybody so was like, Blaze, you suck. You're like, you're the luckiest dude I know. How do you do this? They do about the Mystic Gurus ones and uh, some of the other stuff that I've done too. And they're like, How you're the luckiest guy I know. And I'm just like, I love this Data Guardian. I don't know what he does yet. Yeah, but, I know. But if it's anything like the pattern, Popper, do you know about the, the VROAs, right? The original OG VROAs? Oh, yeah. That you I know, know how they have yeah. the... Yeah, you know how they had that little symbol in the hexagon, except for the one yeah. that in the upper left? Yes. Those I don't symbols, know what they mean. I'm actually about to tell you. I figured it out based oh, nice. on the first couple that came out. Those icons relate to the ability of the special ability of that character. Okay. For example, yeah. in Prime, it's got the three little, uh, not really hexes, but they're sort of like hex bolts put together. Like you yep. can build or combine armor well, arms, weapons, things okay. like that. And then the Sentinel Prime has got a skull with a third eye in the middle. And if you play with him enough and unlock the Sentinel Vision, then you can see through walls, basically. You know, if you use that yep. NFT or you can sell it or use it with someone else. And the other character is the same way. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. But like the Inferno one, which does extra damage and cuts right through armor or exosuits. It's got yep. like the red plus. So... My belief, and I've got a good reason for it, is that all of these customs as well have something to do with the icon in the upper left. And for the Theta Guardian, it's a sense. Theta token. Oh. So I don't know what exactly that means, but I'm hoping it means I get extra coins or something like that, like cash incentives is what it makes me think of. Yeah, interesting. I, I honestly have no clue. But it, it's certainly possible we find out in the AMA that's coming up next week. Oh yeah, yeah, that, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. I gotta, I'm gonna put in a question about that. I don't think he'll tell us, but one thing Ivory's famous for, he loves to bring up something and said, "But I'm not gonna talk about that." We 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 give him heck about it too. It's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be talking, and it, yeah, like at Thetacon, uh, I was in uh, sitting in his uh, discussion there, his group. And he started yep. talking about stuff, and then he got he segued into something else. And he said, "But I'm not going to talk about that." I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> famous, he made yeah. Those are his famous words. 
All right, cool. So uh, what? So let's go. Let's go back to Thetacon then. What was your What was your favorite part of it? That's tough to say, man. Because it, it's the, it, the whole thing. That that was great. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Brian, um, you said Amy did all the work. They they did a fantastic yeah. job. They planned all that out. Oh you yeah, know, I'm glad uh, Wes was there. I just call him Wes. I'm not calling Wes number one because to me, he's just Wes. He's the man. He's the Wes. There is no other Wes. Maybe we should do a poll. <laughs> no, <laughs> not unless Elon sells me some bots to use. But they're cheap, the, though. I heard. I heard they're pretty cheap to rent. <laughs> kind of like my last. In fun fact, they love the URP episode. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Oh, nice. But yeah, it, it was all it was all really good. It was re- really awesome. I guess uh, you're you're gonna laugh, but one of my favorite parts is the happy hour because like all you could eat and drink for free, and I'm just sitting at this table, and these waiters and waitresses are bringing me food, and I'm like, yes, please. And as I'm just sitting there, and I'm trying to eat like this empanada, and I'm like halfway through it, and this really nice lady comes over, and she's got these uh, steak. And it ended up being like, uh, I think it was steak on a kebab. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I grab that. I'm not even done with that. And then somebody comes over and brings over the chicken ones. So now I've got like the that grilled or sauteed chicken, whatever it was. And all of it was fantastic. Like the steak was the best one, of course. But all of the food was so good. And the, and the drinks were on point. I mean, they, they really outdid themselves in that first one. They've set a high well, bar for Thetacon this year. So Max, well, uh, how does that make you feel? Um, so <laughs> I, I've been <laughs> upset about leaving early, and uh, actually, this is also high on my list of ups- upsetness. Is I uh, that. and I don't think you, me and Popper, uh, I mean, confirm Popper, we didn't get to take part in any of the freaking happy hours, so None we missed it. out big time on that. So yep, you seem not very happy about that, Meg. No, I mean, you got you got missed out on the happy hours. Then you got Bones Nasty failed on the sides to go. Uh, I mean, it's just a disaster yeah. on the on the food side. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, we got put to work. You know, we get there, weren't sure what was going on, and then Brian's like, "Oh, you guys are up six. Uh, what was it six o'clock, seven o'clock? I forget what it was. Six. But, uh, yeah, six o'clock. So." During the time of the of the happy hour, I guess me and me and Meg's got to figure out where where are we doing this? How are we doing this? Uh, uh, scrambling around, is anybody going to show up? And right, it turned out great, but at the sacrifice of steak on a stick, you know. So I'm not right. I'm not sure it was a good good trade. Ah, uh, I don't know. It it was it was close. But. You miss you miss all the happy hours you don't take. So you do learn that you know two nights in a row we missed so. What are you gonna do? Mm. Well, that that's a shame. Now the podcast is great. <laughs> I mean, if you had to trade something in place of steak, the podcast is definitely one of the ones to trade. But it was yeah. really a mistake. Yeah, we got to we got to interview Andrea, so I guess take I a win where so we can much. get it. I ate so much of that stuff. I ate like three of the steak kebabs <laughs> and okay. two of the chicken ones yeah. <laughs> and half, half the epidot. It was good, but not really my speed as much. Damn you, Blaze. I don't. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, it's, not, it's not fair. Speaking of that steak on a stick, I'm going to request we can get that this coming year, so that y'all can partake of it because you would love it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask delicious. you. Yeah, I'm going to ask you if they can do it again this year, so that you can 
Uh, yeah, y'all can get it on it. I'd go for one right for now. you guys. Yeah, appreciate no, that. That's nice of you. That's yeah. nice of you. Yeah, you got to look so out how, for the crew. How many? How many G Fuel did you drink that weekend? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> G Fuel's a hell of a drug. <laughs> let's just say uh, let's just say if i had one tetris piece for every tetris blast i drank that weekend i could finish level nine uh, they were good i liked it they, they were, were good they were good at least are you a coffee drinker i'm a big normally? coffee drinker but like for energy drinks i'm not normally big on them oh not usually, yeah i'm big on both the thing, the thing with it is a lot of them, they have this weird taste to them. And then the G fuels are, it was like sugar-free, I think. Yeah. That Tetris Blast. And it was surprisingly good. I was like, wow, yeah. it's really good. They are good. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It tasted kind of like a Red Bull, but without the sugar, but not exactly like a Red Bull, but it was like reminiscent of it, you know? So I was walking delicious. around looking for some, yeah, I was looking for some whiskey to pour in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It, it was good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was real good. Were there any any projects that you uh, learned more about while you were there that kind of surprised you? Yes, there were a couple of them. Uh, the the Theta Lands one is a big one. I did not know. I honestly did not know much about it before I got down there. And I was uh, walking around, and I did not, you know, fair warning. I did not get to spend as much time checking out the booths and hanging out with the, the vendors and artists I would have liked, which I'm going to make up for next year. But I got to talk with Steph about Theta Lands, and it was really awesome. He showed me everything. And then the, the Sunday morning before he left, he even brought down his laptop and showed me. He, like, demoed the game for me. It was like a, a reminiscent of Street Fighter, except without yeah. the cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And another big one that I liked was Theta Diamond is another one. They've got a great project. You know, yeah. he's, uh, have you seen that one? The, the crystal heads. Is that what, is that what it's called? The, he's got the, he's got the diamond heads, but he also diamond does heads. a daily diamond yeah, yeah, every daily, day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- except Sundays. I think every other day he makes uh, one of one unique art piece NFT. And these are really cool. He does a lot of great stuff and some of them are really mind blowing and are things that could be like you know almost psychedelic in nature some of them and they're very expressive yeah uh, they're very vivid it's not just like something bland that people are stamping out on some of the other nft platforms you know it's trying to grab money he, he makes a lot of great stuff and so that was another one i was glad to learn more about down there not as much i would like to end up learning even more when i got back here but i, I spoke with him a little bit there about that very briefly. And another one, I got to talk with uh, Mikey Two-Tone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know him, right? Yeah. From He's on Theta TV. He's got a project coming up, too. Yeah. He's a really chill dude. Hit. Yeah. That was really cool meeting him. And forgive me, I do not remember the other gentleman's name who was, who was with him there. I, I'm trying to think of Theta it. Guardian, Guardian Theta. Yeah. Yeah. Theta, yeah. Like Guardian of Theta. Theta Vibe. That's right. And both of them were really chill, really cool. And I'll tell you what, Mikey Two-Tone, he's got great sativa. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, I, is, that like the, is that like the sugar substitute you put in your coffee? 
Yes, it yeah. is, Mag. That's exactly, exactly. it. That's what Casey, I thought. Just like the real thing. <laughs> um. Hey. Uh. It was. It was over in that area where Theta vibes, Theta Diamond were. Did Did that thing ever come out with people people taking the like the picture with the camera with the pineapple? Did anything ever I, happen with that? I was actually thinking about that the other day. I hadn't checked into that. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I did a couple on there. I know uh, General Dole did. And I did one with him on there where uh, the one I did that was my favorite one is I, I walked, just calmly walked, you know, in front of the camera and then turned and face the camera. And I'm holding a, a, one of those swag bags and I have a blank expression on my face. So I reach down to the bag and I rustle around for a second. And then when I pull out my hand, it's a middle finger and I flip it up to the camera. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one that General Dole did, he, he stood there and he aggressively like did the double burn to the camera and he did that. And I said, hang on, I got a good one for you. Do it again. Cause he was, he was getting ready to walk off the camera. So he did the double bird and then I immediately ran it from the side and like crouched out on one knee and flipped off the double bird, then ran back off the camera. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping one of those made the cut. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was just thinking about that. So, just so everyone knows, there's like a like a camera that was just capturing time or whatever, like it was on, right, Blaze? Yeah, it was just constantly recording. Yeah, and they said they were going to go back and end up uh, editing the best parts together to make a video. Right. Yeah, I guess I guess the best parts were the five seconds I was in it, so I could see them like ah, I don't know if I want to <laughs> put this out. If it took you five seconds to leave, I'm sure. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. I love you, man. Oh, man. I love you, too. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Hey, Blaze. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us. I had a blast. This was uh, it was great to get to know you. Great to meet you at ThetaCon. Anytime I have a, a math question, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Especially yeah, if it not, involves not odd me. odds. And not if, to me. You can't afford it, my it, rates. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I see how it is. I see. All right, I'll dude. Well, the, I'll give you the family discount. Yeah, and uh, is there a promo code you're going to have for family discounts for your Dragon weapons? Depends. If you're a family I like or the family I don't like. Family Hashtag. I don't like. Yeah, the family I don't like is Fu Two Hundred. You pay double. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure you're going to go with uh, D's nuts. Uh, hasn't been said all night, which I'm shocked that the under hit on that one. Well, of course, I, I wasn't going to say it. I only buzz these nuts when you're not expecting it. <laughs> you know, you we've, can't we've, just... been on, we, we've been on high alert all night here. Exactly. That's why I didn't <laughs> say it. See, mind game, just like with poker. I got to keep you, go. you on edge and keep you on your toes. I want to say one other thing, though, about the ThetaCon and everything. Yeah. And uh, there, there was there's a lot of good times there. And you were talking about G Fuel. And I brought up the Tetris Blast. And they had, like... How many flavors do they have there of those? There's a few at least three or four, I think. Yeah, wasn't there like cotton candy? There's, a, um, I think there was a cotton candy. There was only three there. Three, yeah, Tetris, cotton candy, and uh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Can't remember. They were all good though. Yeah, like I said, I drank so many of those, and uh, they were good. I re I didn't really put any whiskey in any of them. They actually they tasted really good, and I yeah for sure usually I use a lot of them to. To stay awake for that late night poker game we were talking about. Yep. And hey. 
I'll tell you what, you know, which one of those is my favorite, my favorite flavor G Fuel was? These nuts. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. There. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Very cool. One, one other thing I'd like to, to touch on, I really want to throw this out there because the guy deserves it. Uh, I don't want to go into all the details, but let's just say we're at the, the Toro restaurant on, uh, I believe, a Saturday night. And there was a mix-up. The staff made a mix-up with uh, our food and our bills and everything. And I won't go into all the details, won't rehash all that drama. But I want to say and give a huge shout-out to Swamp Ass, who mm. stepped up immediately and helped resolve it. He basically he stepped up and resolved it, no hesitation, and uh, took care of everything. So... He's a straight-up guy, and I want to give him a huge shout-out. Absolutely, he deserves it. And uh, I love you, man. You're you're awesome, dude. That was awesome. He really yeah, stepped we, up for everybody. Swamp Ass is definitely a good guy. We uh friend of the Pinecast, for sure. Yeah, we had like 12 people there, 13 people there, something like that. And James, Rare Robot, he was with us, too. So uh, he was there as part of that. And Swampy stepped up and took care of everything. So straight-up class act. And also at that dinner, uh, after we were breaking the dinner party up and heading out, I got to meet uh, John Heater. Am I saying his name right, John Heater? Yep, Heater, yep. Yep. Okay. I, I got to meet him and Efren right there. They were having dinner at the table adjacent to ours. And speaking of class acts, those guys were really good about it, really gracious. I got, a, I got to get a selfie with John and chat with him real briefly because he was having dinner. I didn't want to impose. but. I, I thought it was awesome what he was doing. I, and uh, I was a big fan of Napoleon Dynamite. So both of those guys are, you know, A-plus in my book. And I told him that I thought it was really awesome what he was doing with the Tigons and, you know, doing things on the Theta Network to help bring people together, build community, which is very important these days especially. You know, bringing people together and giving them positive vibe, positive messages, and just general positivity. He let me get a selfie with him, and then I was trying to get a uh, Efren's attention, and John just leaned over real quick and got his attention for me and said that I want to get a selfie with him. So I also talked to him real briefly and got a selfie with him, and he was really chill as well. So I, I was really stoked to meet them. You know, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. They're down to earth, good people. It was uh, refreshing. To be honest, uh, I got to meet them as well. It was pretty cool. All right, man. Well, we thanks again. We uh, we appreciate you coming on. It's great to great to get to know more about you, and uh, definitely look forward to playing some Fuse Wars against you. Oh, absolutely. Can I bring up something else? The Fuse Wars, real quick, related to that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, Theta News is building a team, right? Yes, I did see that. Are you going to get in on that? I'm I'm going to work with him if he lets me. So far, he said that I can work with him. I'm going to contribute mostly in the resources area. Are you thinking about yeah. that? Uh, he, he brought it to my attention. I'm not quite sure how it fits into my overall strategy with the Battle Pass feature now becoming available. So we're going to have to, once we get close... You know, the, the Colossus build isn't going to be out for another year plus. So once we get closer to Dragons doing their thing, then we're going to have to 
have a serious Dragon discussion amongst ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think with the battle passes, it's a seasonal thing. So if you go that route, I believe your VROA, your NFTs are going to be locked up for like several months. They will be locked up for the entirety of the season, yes. Yeah, and I think the seasons are several months, if I'm not mistaken. It'll be like... uh, To be determined. Yeah, yeah, like three months or six months or something. But if you rent, and this is also good information for everybody else who's interested in Colossus and Fuse Wars, if you rent directly, like if you know a guy, like if I liked Mag enough to rent him my Dragon, then I could rent it to him for whatever period of time we wanted to without that three-month lockup. That's correct, yep. Yeah, so you can go that route. You can do the battle pass thing. You can, you know, just rent it to your friends or on the open market. Just you know, post on Discord or put up a flyer in your local bar or whatever. Hey, renting out NFTs. Uh, <laughs> hope they don't get the wrong idea. But yeah, is I'm excited about it and I'm excited to play with you and Mag on that and uh, maybe even play on the same team. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Can't wait. I gotta, I'm gonna need some practice first. Uh, I'm ready, willing, and able. <laughs> I need some practice too, to be honest with you. That third person view, it's very different from what I'm used to. I'm used to the first person view. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, I enjoyed talking with you guys, uh, meeting you guys there at ThetaCon, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah, uh, go ahead we'll, and we'll, up. Yeah, we'll be seeing you on the boards for sure. That <laughs> sounds good. All right, have a great night, man. Hey, y'all too. Take right, care. Later. Later. He's nuts. <laughs> uh, I saw what you were doing. What? You're over here opening pine cans. I traded. Uh, bro. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad trade, but it was worth the shot, you know? I mean, you probably broke even on it. What do you mean? What you traded. The pine that you traded for the pine that you got? Those aren't... You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a treat at feedthecat.theta. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Kyle's Hot Tubs.